0: Thanks for listening to Rama for Today.
1: And I remember one day, now I was just a 21-year-old boy, you see. And uh, I was over 15 miles away to another town. I was over on business, and I went by to see the, the pastor over there. And I didn't know anything was up, you see. I mean, but he was loading up his furniture on a trailer that he'd rented to pull behind his car and was moving, changing churches. I, well, I thought maybe, you see, when I moved there, because they didn't have a pastor, the church just rented a house. I thought maybe they moving, you know. And so when I went by and stopped my car and got out, you know, and shook hands with him and greeted him. And I, you know, I said, well, where are you moving? I thought he was moving somewhere else in town. He said, I'm moving to Houston, down south, Texas, you know, down where Houston is on the Gulf. almost. <laughs> well, immediately on the inside of me, I'm not talking about a voice. I'm talking about a witness. I knew
0: he's missing it. Welcome to Rama for today. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching, "How to Be Led by the Spirit of God," Volume One. Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message. Romans eight, chapter the fourteenth and sixteenth verses. For
1: as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then the 16th verse, the Spirit itself are himself. Beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Or, one translation reads, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Those days they had candles and lamps. I suppose if we was writing that today in modern vernacular, we'd say the spirit of man is the electric light bulb of the Lord. That'd be as close as anyway. In other words, that just simply means that God will enlighten us and will guide us through our spirits. Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I never have understood why folks didn't know this maybe i learned it early maybe i had an advantage and i'm I'm not talking about now you see sometimes people have said to me well yeah you know things because you know you stand to minister the prophet but but you don't know that even though you stand in the ministry of the prophet unless the anointing is there to reveal it to you i'm not talking about you know, the prophet, the Bible says say the voice of the Lord, he would say the word of the Lord came unto me saying. Now that's a different thing entirely. I know from experience because I've been both places. That's a different thing entirely. The word of the Lord coming unto the prophet speaking to him and the inward witness that we have in our own spirits, and the still small voice that we have in our own spirits. And even the spirit of God speaking to our own spirits, a little more authoritative voice. I guess maybe I got started off and, and, and learned to listen, as, as a teenager on the bed of sickness, learned to listen to my own spirit. And, and I can remember after I was baptized at the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues and uh, was excommunicated by the Baptist, I came over and accepted the pastorate of a little full gospel church in the Black land of North Central Texas. And I remember one day, now I was just a 21-year-old boy, you see. And uh, I was over 15 miles away to another town. I was over on business and I went by to see the, the pastor over there. And I didn't know anything was up, you see. I mean, but he was loading up his furniture on a trailer that he'd rented to pull behind his car and was moving, changing churches. I, well, I thought maybe, you see, when I moved there, because they didn't have a pastor, the church just rented a house. I thought maybe they are moving, you know. And so when I went by and stopped my car and got out, you know, and shook hands with him and greeted him, and I, you know, I said, well, where are you moving? I thought he's moving somewhere else in town. He said, I'm moving to Houston, down in south Texas, you know, down where Houston is on the Gulf almost. <laughs> well, immediately on the inside of me, I'm not talking about a voice, I'm talking about a witness. I knew he was missing it. But you don't tell somebody that's old enough to be your dad and you're just a 21-year-old kid, you know that you're missing it. Besides that, I don't want to assume that responsibility anyhow. Are you listening to Now, Now, I think a lot of times people have a witness and then they'll go tell somebody, the Lord told me to tell you. He didn't tell you to tell it, just because you had a witness. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Unless... The authoritative voice. I don't even mean the voice of your own spirit. The still small voice talking to you. Unless that authoritative voice spoke to you and told you to go tell somebody. Now don't misunderstand me. Right on the other hand, I remember we were there. I I was at a certain place and I I went by to see a a new church building. Actually, a revival center that this Evandus was building. He's an all right, but he's still going to evangelize. But he's still going out of the revival center. He'll have other folks to help him and and, you know, they just sort of got the wall, they're putting the walls up, and the steel's up, you know, and so you can tell something about how big it is, quite a large place, seat to several, well, three, or four thousand feet. And uh, so he showed me through how it was and all, and I got in my car, and he got in his car, uh, when the Spirit of the Lord said to me, now, not my spirit, the Holy Ghost. He almost turned and looked in the back seat, see somebody's back there, said, you go tell him he's not going to live much longer. Now, see, he said, you go tell him he's not going to live much longer unless he judges himself. See, I don't care if you are a healing preacher and got miracles happening under you. You see, you've got to abide by the same principles all the rest of us abide by. I think some folks in the ministry think, you know, that God's got a different set of rules for them. I think sometimes, I'm sure of this. I'm sure of this. We used to have, you know, what we call the voice of healing, all the healing ministers of America together. I'm sure of this, by talking to me, some of those evangelists felt like I'm so superior and I've become so spiritual, you see, that that, that God don't require me what he does everybody else. But that's the reason some of them died prematurely. If you don't judge yourself. Now, here's what he told me. Judge himself on love, first of all. Walk in love towards his fellow minister and fellow man. Second, judge himself on money. You can't just be in the minister for money. You can't put money first. We've got to have money. Don't misunderstand me. But you can put the wrong emphasis on money and become covetous and greedy and, and miss it. And then third, judge himself on his diet. No, God don't want you eating like a hog or live like a hog either. Amen. I mean, divine healing is right, but you can shorten your life. Amen. Are you listening to it? And yet, right on the other hand, that don't mean that you go to the other extreme to get over here on all these diet fads and on, trying to regulate everybody's diet, you know, and extreme on that thing. Seems like it's just, oh, just difficult for people to stay out of the ditch on one side or the other. <laughs> Let's go down the middle of the road. What do you say? Amen. Did you hear me? Amen. Well, the man didn't judge himself. In three years' time, he's dead. Now, on another occasion, I, I'm, I'm illustrating something to you now, you see. On another occasion, and th- that was the prophets minister operating, you see. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to come back to this fellow moving in a minute. I forgot about him. <laughs> I didn't have any word. I had a witness. Just like any Christian can have. Well, on another occasion, now, now the word, uh, and I prophesied this, and I'll get into this when we get into, into prophecy and its place. And, uh, and God said in this prophecy that a certain minister who stood at the forefront of the healing ministry with the ministry of the prophet and so on, within two years' time would be dead. Tell me exactly when he'd go. At the end of 65, before 66, he'll come, he shall be gone. He'll make a false step, I still have it. Satan shall destroy his life, but his soul shall be saved. The fruit of his ministry will follow him. He didn't tell me to go warn him, so I didn't go. I knew who it was exactly. I was preaching a convention with him, but I didn't go warn him because God never told me to say a word to him. Just because I had that word didn't mean God wanted me to go. Are you listening? Now, Brother Gordon Lindsay said, you know, editor of the Christ Christ for the Nation magazine now, three times during the next year, see that was 64, two years ahead of time that I had promised. but in 65, he was praying about uh, with with more than one were praying, but Brother Lindsay and others, and a woman who was really a prophetess. And they were praying about their missionary work and praying about Israel, and suddenly she blurted out, go warn Brother so and so, he's going to die. He's walking in the way of Dowie well he let it get by him first time about three months later they were praying about some of the missionary work and suddenly she blurted out go warn brother so and so he's going to die so this second time brother lindsey bought an airplane well phone located him said i've got something to say to you i don't need to say it on the phone i must talk to you in person well come on i'll be here so he got a round trip plane ticket at his own expense and flew to the place, and when he got there, he's gone. Somebody come along and said, "This go hunting," so he went hunting up in the mountains. He's going to be gone five days. Well, brother, you can't sit there five days, and of course, he was just as naturally—he's a great man of God, but he's still human like the rest of us. And you would have said the same, and I did too. He thought, "Well, dear Lord, if he's no innocent, that just let him die. I'll go home." <laughs> and you just feel that way almost sometimes, don't you, huh? I mean, you got an appointment set up with a man, you see, and and then he goes, well again the third time in praying with these people this lady who was a prophetess said just spoke out loud said go warn brother so and so he's going to die well he phoned around located him again brought a plane ticket round trip at his own expense and he pretty well knew he was going to be there because he's in services speaking every day so he got there and he told me personally he said with tears he said I began to talk to him and I saw he wouldn't listen to me so I just said well it'll just have to be there and turned around and walked off from him and Within three months' time, he's dead. Somebody said, now God took him. No, God didn't take him. I'm glad he went to be with the Lord. See, we got a wrong conception of this a lot of times. I don't like to hear people say God took people. That, that makes God responsible. Some people got short. It's all right to say they went to be with the Lord. That's what the Bible said. They went to depart and be with the Lord. But when you put the responsibility that God did it always. A lot of times, some people that listen to God would have been still been here. Sometimes if, if they'd listened to their pastor, they'd still been here. I don't mean just some word he had, I mean the message that he preached. If they'd just listen to that word and live right, they'd still been here. Don't shout me down now, just call some preachers real good. But I don't know about you, but I want God's
0: best. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.
2: God's victory plan. Right. I love this book. Uh, you know, and I, I didn't know a whole lot about football, but I do now, and I do know that on the front of this is football plays because I would see them that you would do when we were you were volunteering, uh, coaching, yeah. and I would see these plays. But God's victory plan. This is an awesome book for you. Uh, it has. Uh, So many things that will help you in accomplishing what God has for you. Right. And then my CD on success, uh, you can have success. Uh, It actually is scriptures uh, on success. And as those scriptures are being uh, uh, said, then there's music behind it. And there's several music uh, songs in that. And your dad's uh, CDs, four CDs on the name of Jesus. Yes. Great teaching on the name of Jesus. And that is for a gift of one, honey.
0: $35 or more. That's Just right. go right now and order it. Call toll-free faith 99 Again, call toll free eight eight faith 99 You can also order online at Rema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G org, Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today tomorrow more from Kenneth E. Hagin with his teaching How to Be Led by the Spirit of God Volume 1 If you'd like you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagin